0: Welcome to the Iron Society Podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Iron Society podcast. And this week, it is a special episode. Um, we have one of the Iron Society Brotherhood members on the show with us today to talk about some stuff that, honestly, we were talking about the other day on a call. And I was like, dude, more dudes need to hear about this. They need to hear about the what goes on inside of a man's brain and life when they're going through stuff. So with me today, I have Mr. Dave Roberts, Dave, welcome to the show, buddy.
1: Glad to be here, man.
0: Yeah. So, um, gosh, Dave. So you, how long have you been in the Iron Society now? Like six months? Yeah, seven April, months.
1: April. I, I want to say. Let me look at my calendar. Um, I want to say April twenty eighth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. About eight months. Yeah. So almost almost eight months.
1: Yeah, because we we talked and had our intro call. It was shortly after my thirty seventh birthday, and yeah, it was just kind of. There was a whole lot hitting me all at once. And it was like, I, I need some help here.
0: Yeah. So that was that that was going to be one of the first questions I asked you. Cause we're going to talk a little bit about your experience in the Iron Society up front here. And then we're going to dive into kind of the topic that we were going to be discussing. But before, like, what what made you join the Iron Society? Like, what were you looking for? What were you feeling? What were you going through that made you think like I need a brotherhood and I need help getting to the next level? Like, what was going on?
1: Uh, honestly like i like i said i feel like a whole lot hit me when i um like at my 37th birthday there was so much going on uh there was a lot going on in my um uh, there's a lot going on in my personal life um a lot not necessarily going on in my spiritual life not the way that it needed to be um i was I'm coming to terms with the fact that my dad died at 47 so me turning 37 i'm like okay i have only got a decade left to beat his record. What am I going to do with it? Mm. But at the same time, like I'm, I'm forging ahead, trying to, um, trying to have a godly marriage. Um, I've been in and out of ministry, but continuing to be kind of dragged back into it. Um, I was mentoring and counseling my uh, my worship leader, who was going through some uh, some personal struggles and some demons that I remembered. Um, our neighbor was uh, was just getting out of an abusive relationship where her uh, her husband put her in the hospital um and uh trying to help run my uh my company because my CEO's dad uh, was dealing with pretty aggressive dementia yeah uh, so a lot of things I, a lot of parallels with that he and I are really close so losing your dad and being powerless to watch it or powerless to stop it as you watch it um that was really heavy um had a friend just pass away from a heart attack had to cover a gig for him uh, and, uh, had just coped with a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was just, there was a whole lot going on and feeling really isolated. I grew up as the eldest brother and the only child for the first 12 years. Um, and throughout my life, even though I've been usually the youngest one in the group I've been in, I've been the one people lean on, not yeah. the one who gets to lean on people. Mm-hmm. So that, I, that's a heavy rock to wear, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's a lot of weight to be on the shoulders, dude. And, and the crazy part is, is like, while situations and circumstances are different for a lot of people, like every, everything varies. I feel like a lot of men, most men have a really heavy weight on their shoulders, right? Because it's, it's work, it's marriage, it's kids, it's family, it's this, that, the other thing, right? And then you throw all the curveballs of life in there and it just, the weight gets, like you said, the ruck gets really heavy. And, and I mean, I remember being on the call and you were telling me a bunch of that stuff. And I was like, yeah, like you're going through a lot of stuff right now, you know? Um, So fast forward, you know, even, you know, a couple months to now you've been in the iron society. Like what has, what is the, what is some fruit that you've seen come from it? What are some changes you've seen? What's your experience been? Uh,
1: Probably some immediate fruit uh, was, Uh, being energized, feeling like I wasn't alone anymore. Mm. Um, Because you can't always rely on a men's group at church for that, especially when you're kind of dotted line on staff. There's a vulnerability that's necessary that can't be had there. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, there's a certain vulnerability where we as fathers, as husbands, we deal with things that we have to figure out how to deal with without involving our wives. And I'm not normally like we... Kimmy and I have very few um, secrets, if any. But sometimes the way that we process things, like we want to be comforting. We want to be shepherding. We want to be leading. We don't necessarily want to be word vomiting out in such a way that it causes more stress than it's meant to resolve. Yeah. Um, um, so feeling like I wasn't alone, feeling like I had a group of like-minded brothers that were uh, that were really on the same page and all running toward the same goal together um that whole not toxic toxic masculinity godly masculinity which yeah. appears to be a dying breed yep uh, in oh, 2023 for sure. yep um just having people that were on that uh being able to get more back to my roots having other to encourage me and have a like have a structured scripture plan prayer plan being able to take the fight back to our corner mm-hmm. uh, really having people that you could bounce some of these hot conversations off of that you may not feel comfortable having with anybody else. Yeah. But you need to have them with somebody because if you don't, you're going to turn to a vice of some sort to medicate that. And I've, I've been down that road. Yeah. Previously, I've had an unhealthy relationship with food. I've had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Um, like I've, like, I've had struggles with pornography in my past. Mm-hmm. Like So it's like anything for that quick dopamine rush. Um, I have dealt with those things and I've worked my way through those things. Yeah. But it was imperative, like especially having five kids in a blended family, I have yep. three, Kimmy has one and we have one together. It is imperative for me to be able to set that example, to me be yep. able to hold that line. So knowing that I was starting to crack, like my foundation was starting to crack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you ask for help. Yeah. You have to humble yourself to reach out for that help. So Having that in Iron Society was huge. Um, Being able to be open with my wife about it. And she saw the check-ins and check-outs. She saw the conversations, Cody, that I was having with you. Um, And having her on that journey with me, Mm -hmm. like over time that inspired her to be on that journey herself. That's So so cool. It's like now we both do devotional every morning. Now we both pray for each other throughout the day. Now our kids have seen that. Like my, my 16 year old, my oldest uh, decided she wanted to be confirmed. She wanted to uh, take the next step uh, to really be a a member of the church. She had been attending. Yeah. That was part in no small part due to the example that she was seeing. And she's like, okay, well, I know that you go through a lot, dad, but I know that I can do it because I'm watching you do it.
0: Yeah. And, And dude, that's so powerful. Like, and i just don't want to like gloss over that because a lot of men they look at like we we can't we can't downplay the effects of our leadership right and a lot of guys when when i'm talking with dudes they're like hey i i need to learn how to lead in my home and i'm like no 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 stop you're already leading in your home you just suck at it right now like we yeah. have to like we have to you just have establish that, that.
1: You have that leadership role, whether you realize it or not, you don't choose it. It's intrinsic Yes. what you're doing with that. You don't need to learn how to be a better leader. You need to learn how to be a better man of God. Yes. And that if you're following God's heart, those leadership traits are going to be there. And that fruit is going to be borne out by observation. People are going to be watching your witness.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that's why we start with the identity code and we establish who we are and how we're going to show up. And then we just be that man you know, and then you see the fruit like you have in your family. It's exactly it. So I just, I love hearing that. And I know we've been on a journey and we, we've talked about that, but one of the things we talked about recently, because I mean, over the past eight months, your life has not necessarily gotten any less burdensome, right? Like there hasn't necessarily been less chaos. And I remember I, it was, you know, a few weeks ago I checked in like, dude, Dave, how you doing, man? Like, I just I keep seeing in the check-ins and checkouts, like this, that, and the other thing, just coming out of nowhere and smacking you upside the head, man. Like, you okay, dude? What's how you handling all this? And you, you know, you started talking about how you wanted to resort back to the old ways of basically head down, grind through it, just kind of and and run from anything else that could really push you forward and help you forge ahead in the most productive godly way possible, right? Yeah. Um, And for hard chargers like us, that's is what—that's where a lot of men live. It's like, I have this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. Well, I I don't feel like I can do anything about it. So I'm just going to put my head down, go to work, get the paycheck, come home and try to survive and do it all over again and try to get some rest on the weekend. And then we'll start it all over again right? And it's a vicious cycle that men live in. And for me, men in general living that way, but especially men of God living that way. I'm like, dude, we're missing the freaking boat here because I mean, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Like you have a calling, you have a purpose, you are anointed to do something. And anything less than living up to that is really sacrificing what we have inside of us. And so we started talking about that conversation so will you, will you talk like everybody through just what was going on in your head when, in regards to that, how you, uh, how you wanted to kind of tuck tail and run a little bit, but you're like, no, because I'm having that feeling. I know I need to not do that. And I need to lean in over here, like walk us through like that thought process, because it's a powerful thought process that you went through. Yeah. I'm
1: happy to do that. Uh- at that point, and I mean, this really started happening, uh, I would say probably mid, late September, mm-hmm. early October of this year. Um, everything had been going fine. We were kind of in a system. We both got knocked down and got sick. Um, and then getting, uh, getting over that, like then I was faced with, uh, additional stuff at work and additional crises at home and trying to figure out the financial stuff, trying to figure out, um, how to keep my business afloat, um, how to, how to best be there for my boss. Um, but how to best be there for my church, like adjusting back into kind of getting called back into an interim, uh, worship director role. Um, and feeling like I was kind of short changing everybody. Yeah. There wasn't enough of me to go around. So it's like, okay, well, I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul, just like yeah. we robbed Peter to pay Paul to pay bills when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's an anxiety response. When you get to that point, my CEO and I are basically brothers and he even called this out a few months ago. This is pre iron society. He's like, I've noticed that as an anxiety response, when you get overwhelmed, you just start swinging. Yep. Or it's like, there's not necessarily any strategy to it anymore because like you get that overwhelmed, that fight or flight response. So it's like, like you said, I'm just going to keep my head down. I'm going to start blindly swinging at anything, whether it's the most important thing I should be putting my effort toward or not. Yeah. Because I've just, I've got to get some blood on the sword. I've got to clear a path so I can
0: get out of here and regroup. We're going to get back to the rest of this episode in just a moment. But first, I had a question for you Have you taken the 28 day on purpose husband challenge? The 28-Day On-Purpose Husband Challenge is a challenge and devotional that I wrote six years ago for men, and thousands of men have now gone through the 28-Day On-Purpose Husband Challenge and have absolutely transformed their marriage. Every day comes with a devotional written specifically for you as a man to deepen your relationship with God and a challenge that you can do every single day to make your marriage even better. To go get your hands on a copy, head on over to ironsociety.co slash store and grab your book today. Now let's go ahead and jump into the rest of this episode. Yeah. And I've so, always called that, I've always called that the pinata response. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's kind of blindly swinging. You're just like, you're, you're swinging, you got a blindfold on and you're just hoping to God, you make contact with something and that it's not, you're not hitting someone you love or something you care about. Yeah. Right. And you're just like, I hope I'm hitting the right thing here, but I have no idea because I feel like I'm blindfolded and I'm just swinging. So I don't die. You know?
1: Yeah. So when I was, when I was in that place, um, kind of swinging blindly, trying to just make sure one day turns into the next and like, I don't crack up. I don't do something stupid. Um. I try to make sure that I'm I'm staying on my training plan because Mm -hmm. exercise is the most underutilized antidepressant. Hundred percent, not a substitute for those who need it. I want to be very careful about that, but it's something that's been incredibly helpful for me, and I know it's helpful for a lot of people. Trying to stay on track with that, Uh, but in that kind of developing an unhealthy or like feeling an unhealthy relationship with food, start to rear its head again. Yep. And okay, well, things are busy. So I didn't have I was getting kids to school and work blew up. So I didn't have time to do my check in. Crap, my check ins late. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna do that anyway. Yep. Because like, since April 28th, I've never missed a check in. I've never missed time in the word and building that habit. I was like, I know I need to keep that. But then it was like, okay, well, check out. There was a shame component to it. Where Mm -hmm. it's like, I have this unhealthy relationship with food after everyone goes to bed. like We're snacking. And if I'm doing the math, we're probably putting away six or 700 calories a night. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to put that on my checkout. So, oh, I'm just really tired. I just went to sleep. Okay. Well, I woke up the next morning. I didn't do my checkout. I'll just let it ride. Yeah. Well, I'll let it ride kind of snowballs
0: mm-hmm. where
1: in that anxiety response, it's like, okay, I'm doing what I need to to survive. And part of what I need to do to survive is once I've gotten through the big push of the day, whatever I need to do to help myself recover, like that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to retreat into myself. I'm going to attempt to regroup in myself so that I can pull myself up by my bootstraps and maybe tomorrow it'll be better. Well, there were enough tomorrows that went by where that cognitive dissonance that we talk about that is central to our identity code, central to what we do in iron society, like that was pulling at me. Yep. Because I could see, I could feel the tension between who I was, who I was kind of slipping back into, yep, and who I was called to be because I had seen who I could be. Yep. And that pull was like there was so much going on. That's why I needed to reach out to you and go, "Hey, I just need to be open and honest here. There's been a lot going on. I'm not trying to distance myself from IS. I'm kind of in an emergency. Like, frame of mind right now. Yep. And I needed some help to get out of it. Yep. Which is hard to do when you feel like reaching out for that help is just another thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, just in the mind of somebody with anxiety and depression, like that, sometimes that one straw is what breaks the camel's back and you become immobilized. Yep. But I knew
0: it you, wasn't right. So, yeah. What do you think? I mean, this is something that. I mean, gosh, I've worked with so many guys that battle like really deep, dark anxiety and depression, right? Like really deep. And and I've gone through my own personal bouts of, I would say, you know, some anxiety, some depression, but like nothing near what a lot of people go through, right? I mean, I've experienced it um, and I'm okay with saying that, but I know that I, what I've dealt with is nowhere near what a lot of people have. Right. Cause I was essentially able to pull myself out of it after a couple of days, which I know that when you're really battling that, you can't just pull yourself out like that most of the time. No. Um, but like, what would you say to the guys that are in a similar place where you're, where you were at of like, you know, that the very act of reaching out for help is exactly what you need but you feel like that's just another thing that is going to, you know, is like a, it almost feels like a burden, right? You know, your blessing is on the other side of reaching out and being able to move forward with the help. But at the same time, it feels like the biggest burden in the world and weight to carry of just reaching out. Right. What would you, what would you tell a guy that is going through that where they're, they have not reached out to somebody yet, but they know it's exactly what they need to do.
1: Yeah. Kind of that feeling like i what I don't want to do, I do, and uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> et cetera. Um, I would say just let let something else slip if you have to, mm. but make your priority to reach out for that help. Yeah, because if you good. don't reach out for that help, you may survive today. Yep, but you sacrifice that ability to have the help to get you through tomorrow, yeah. so that you can start rebuilding your defenses so you can start refortifying cuz otherwise yep. if you don't learn to run those things they're going to run you yep and that's that's what the enemy wants man the enemy wants to keep us busy the enemy wants to keep us kind of tied down
0: yeah. in that way yeah and i think you know and that's where a lot of guys especially believers right we have this complex that we we there's a few scriptures that we look to it's like oh well i need to sacrifice everything about myself And I'm the last person in the world that I need to take care of because I need to serve all these other people, right? And what most, especially men that follow the Lord forget is if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not sacrificing certain things to make sure you're okay, you end up sacrificing all the other stuff anyway. Because it's like, I know, like just think about it like a car, right? It's like, well, I have to go make all these deliveries over here. And I know my fuel tank is empty, but I got all these deliveries to make and all these things I got to go take care of. And then all of a sudden you break down on the side of the road because you ran out of gas. And while your heart was in a great place of wanting to serve other people, because you didn't fill your gas tank up, now you can't serve anybody. And that's where a lot of guys end up getting, right? Yeah. How do you,
1: how do you pour from an empty cup that I mean, and also like whether it's cars, whether it's, as I work in it is my day job. So whether it's that, whether it's servers, whether it's like guitars, like the one I got behind me, like if you don't define that maintenance window, your Mm -hmm. equipment will define it for you. And generally when that happens, the bill is a bit higher and oftentimes a lot higher. Yeah. So personally, like definitely with, with items um, in our lives, that's true, but it's, more true with ourselves, but it's so easily overlooked in ourselves because as men in this society, like we feel like as husbands, as fathers, as men, and if you're in ministry, that's another layer on top of it. Mm -hmm. You feel like you've got to have this armor on and you got to spend your time polishing that armor all the time. Yeah, You can't take it off because you can't risk being vulnerable to somebody else. Mm -hmm. But the only way to fix what's cut underneath you is to take that off and let somebody else stitch that up and you're going to end up with a scar from it but that scar is going to teach you how to stitch somebody else up Mm -hmm. and if you don't deal with that it will immobilize you yeah and that was a that was a lesson that i started to learn going into iron society and Mm -hmm. iron society has really taught me how important that is and i've seen that in my own life i've seen that with other brothers that are in the group um out of respect i won't name names but people I've seen who have taken that fight back to the back to our corner, mm-hmm. like, that's where the real support is. And when you're vulnerable and you ask for that, like this is this group is different. They yeah. are not judgmental in that way. Yeah, they'll hold you accountable, but yep. they're not going to look down on you for doing it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. It is the exact opposite of what happened with a member. And I, and I haven't made a deal about this, but I'll tell the story because it's, it falls in line with what you're talking about. A guy joined recently. And the reason he joined was, is because he had no brotherhood to hold him accountable. His marriage has fallen apart. He wasn't taking care of himself as a man. wasn't showing up as the father he wanted to. And I said, okay, cool. What's the, what's the one thing that will stop you from becoming the man that the Lord wants you to be? And he's like, um, when it gets hard, I run. I said, okay, cool. Well, um, I I hear that, but I just also want you to know that like, I can't, we can't stop you from running, but we can give you a place to run to, right? Like taking the fight to your corner and about a week into it, like homeboy got sick and some stuff kind of, you know, it just got quote harder right? Which I'm like, yep, that, that's exactly what happens when you start trying to get your life back online is things quote magically get harder. And I always just refer to that as like the resistance, right? It's just, it's the first thing that hits right after you start to make mm-hmm. a positive change. Right. And then all of a sudden this guy wouldn't respond to my texts, wouldn't respond to messages in the group, wasn't showing up anywhere. And then I go look and he deleted his own account and pulled out. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm not going to go chase him down. Like, dude, I'm not going to go run after you. That's like, that's, that's not it. You know? Um, but I feel like that's what so many guys do. And honestly, that's what you could have done, Dave. Like you could have done that. And you, for all intents and purposes, like nobody really would have blamed you. Right. With everything you had going on, you would be like, you know what? I just don't, I just can't do this. I don't have time for it and all of that. But what the, 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 Flip of the switch that you made in your mind was I would be running from the very thing that is the catalyst for helping me grow past this. And that's what a lot of men do. They run away from the thing that helps in some type of like weird thought process of it'll be better if I just don't do this and run after this. And it's just, it's, it's a huge lie and a huge misconception that so many guys make in their life. That I'm I'm really happy that you didn't make that. Not because it's like, oh, we would lose a member, right? Um, but it's like, no, that's just not healthy for the man of God. Yeah, it's,
1: and it's it's reinforcing. If you if you reinforce these negative patterns, these negative tendencies you observe in yourself as you become more self aware, if you reinforce them, they are going to become your default. Yep. And especially in moments of crisis, we especially as men a lot of times we don't rise to the occasion we default to our training yep it's the same reason a musician practices all the time like mm-hmm. john mayer said it once i practice so much so that when i am out and playing live it's natural and the more i practice the better it sounds what just naturally comes out yeah that's what we need to that's what we need to focus on
0: yep uh, i remember going through emt school years ago um one of the senior paramedics said something that I'll never forget. They said, amateurs practice until they get it right. Professionals practice until they can't get it wrong. And when when, when she said that, it, like, it struck such a deep chord in me because I feel like a lot of men try to make enough change where they're like, ah, I got it right. Like I actually had a good week or I had a good day, right? And then they let their foot off the gas because I got it right one time, right? And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not the point. It's to do it so consistently and with such aggression that you get so good at it that you can't even get it wrong. Right. Like even, I mean, even if John Mayer hits a wrong note, it's probably still in the right key. It's probably still on the right scale. You know, it's like, he's so good at what he does. Even, his even mis- the
1: accidents sound good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, a, a man, that is part of our goal. It's to get so good at being the leader of our home, at being the man of God, at growing, at pursuing all these things, at having these rhythms, routines, and disciplines in our life that even even when the the hard day comes or that mistake happens, we're still going with so much momentum in the right direction that it's like, we're just right back on track and going.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's just a speed bump or it's just yep. a little pothole in the road. Yeah. But to that point, something else that uh, that a lot of men go through, I mean, I know I do, uh, is when something is new or when you really want to make a good impression, whether it's at a new job, whether it's with a new uh, person that you're dating, um, you try on your best behavior and yeah. you push as hard as you can so that you can wow everybody with that. And then once you figure figured out, that everyone's saying, "Oh, you're going above above and beyond. This is awesome." I'm like, okay, well, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna slow down just a little bit, and then people slow down just enough to their fact that there's a negative backlash or negative accountability, and then they try and push back up, mm-hmm. and then the cycle repeats. It's a cycle I've observed in myself throughout my adult life, and with the Iron Society, for me, it was kind of just the last straw. I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna reinforce that pattern. I need to train differently so that when I'm defaulting to my training, my training is gonna keep me on the right path. Yep. Discipline yourself for
0: godliness. Hey, one last thing before we finish this episode. How would your life change if you had a band of brothers around you at all times that can encourage you, that could challenge you, that would pray for you, And they would call you to being all that God has created you to be. My guess is your life would be different in every single way. You as a man would be better. Your marriage would be better. Your relationship with your kids would be better. And you would finally start to win and thrive as the man of God that you are. So if that sounds like something you would want to do, I want to offer you a free two-week trial inside the Iron Society Brotherhood. Go ahead and head on over to ironsociety.co slash free trial and you can get in the brotherhood for two weeks to see how it can absolutely change your life. Yep. And I feel like, dude, and honestly, a lot of people won't know a lot of people don't know what our check-ins and our checkouts are and all of that. It's all part of what we do in the Iron Society. But that's been one super cool thing that I've really loved watching you do is in the midst of these days that go sideways. For you, and in the midst of the days where it's like, ah crap, this went wrong and this went wrong and this went wrong. You and you and you always put you'll still post your check in and check out, and you're always like, I will not let this wafer. Like I will not let it happen. Right. And that it that right there shows me like that's not the same David that existed a couple of years ago, right? The David that would let some stuff slide and it's like, oh, well, I hope it'll be better tomorrow right like you're just you're so like I will not I will hold the line I will hold the standard this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do yeah um, hope
1: is not a strategy
0: yeah absolutely not so one last question before we kind of call it a show um what would how would you encourage or exhort men that are listening to this and they're like dude everything you're saying about having all this crap going on in my life, all these things going sideways, right? I feel like I'm blindfolded, just swinging, trying to get some blood on my sword, right? All the things that you said. How, what? How would you encourage them? And what would you tell them to do to get out of the mode of, I'm trying, I'm just trying to survive and stay alive and actually do something to start making some forward momentum and forward progress to where they can start to feel like they're winning again? Like, how would you encourage them?
1: Um, I guess there's a few different ways to do it. Like, I would say, take a day. Mm. Take a day off, even if you have to. Yeah. Like, like, take a day off. And like, if you really need that retreat, take a day off and act like you're going to work. Just sit, post up somewhere. Like, really get down, seek God. And really decide, like really take inventory. What's important? What's not Mm -hmm. important? Like, what do I want to be versus what am I now? Yeah. Really, really do that homework for yourself. Take that time for yourself, even if you got to steal it from something else Mm -hmm. to make sure that you can that you can devise that strategy. um, And yeah, it's really easy to just get caught up in the day to day. But if you stay caught up in the day to day, that's all you're ever going to have. Yep. Most people overestimate what they can do in one year and they underestimate what they can do in two or three. Yeah. Give yourself that long view. Yeah. Like, here's where I want to be. Here's where I am. How am I going to get there? And just internalize, take a second and realize that there's nobody who's going to do it for you. Mm. and there are no free rides yeah i like so, that
0: dude i love that i love that like no one is <laughs> in the fire service we used to say no one's coming to save you like and we and that was a common saying amongst all the firefighters because we were the ones that were there to do the saving and so for us it was like no one's coming to save you you got to figure it out and do something now and i i think that's where a lot of guys what It's what a lot of guys need to just understand. It's like Jesus came to save your soul, but the mess you're in right now, you got to pull yourself up and figure something out, dude. Like you got to make a change and do something, you know? Um, And I, I really, I really like what you said about take a freaking day and just like, you know, think a little bit. I I've been referring to like thinking as the lost art. I just feel like people don't sit and just think anymore. It's just always reactionary and just, mm-hmm. you know, always living in that mode of what's the next thing instead of just sitting back and thinking of the, of the long game. Right. Um, so I, 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 love that dude. Take a day. And I just think that's good for mental health in general for men every so often. Like we just need to take a friggin' day and just be, And it's, and it's not a, you know, sitting down playing Xbox and eating, you know, filling your belly button with Cheeto dust kind of a day, you know, but it's, it's intentional thought about how's my life going? Who am I being? What do I need to change? What do I need to pivot? And what's the outcome I want? Right.
1: Yeah. How am I tracking based on like, if, if I keep doing, and you've said this before, sometimes in your, your mind vitamins or in your end of week messages, like your Sunday messages, um, If I did exactly what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. or exactly what I did this last week, and I extrapolate that out another six months, nine months, 12 months, am I going to like who I see in the mirror? Yep. And if I don't, then this is the time to make that course correction. I mean, it's just like lining up a shot at 300 yards. Yeah. Just a minute movement of a quarter inch is going to result in whether you're on target or whether you're six inches right.
0: Yep. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know what David's referring to is, I like to call it the Groundhog Day exercise. Like if today got stuck on repeat for the next year, who's the person that you would be a year from now if today got stuck on repeat? Because it just shows you how important today is. Because the only way you get somewhere a year from now is you just repeated a bunch of days. That's all that happened. you know. And so what are the types of days that we want to be repeating? And, and that's why in the Iron Society, we set ourselves up the way we do. We have our check-ins. We have our checkouts. It's, did you track your nutrition? Did you exercise? Did you read your Bible? Did you journal? Did you encourage another man? Did you have inter- interrupted talk time with your wife, with your kids? You know, all these things. Because if you stack all those things together day after, day after day after day after day after day after day, a year later, your life looks totally different. Like completely yeah, at different. At that
1: point, you have built the structure. You have built the systems that you as, as long as you keep doing what you've lined out, yeah, you are going to succeed because that trajectory won't allow you to do anything less.
0: Yeah. That's what, you know, it's funny. I know we're about to call it um, a show here, but that was something we were talking about this weekend because Steph and I just had our vision weekend for getting ready to end this year, going to next. We're talking about like our kids discipleship and everything, you know, and she was kind of, she was a little discouraged because she, she isn't seeing certain things that she wants to see. Right, which a lot of those are kind of external, um, external pressures from other people, right? And people acting like their kids have all their crap together and they really don't. Um, and I was like, babe, you know, what's really important is not that not what we're seeing day to day in the kids, but what direction are they heading? Like what is their heading? Because if their heading is good and it is righteous and it is godly, they will end up where they need to be they will end up, and that's why and that's why scripture says train a child in the way they should go right it's cuz we don't control all the outcomes we don't control the actions but if we can set the proper direction we have we've, st- we've started a heading that will eventually pay off and i think in our lives as men we just got to we got to we got to make the shift and just get a little bit of a different direction and the and the lifestyle habits and routines and the disciplines that support it And then all of a sudden your life just, your, your life just starts to look way different.
1: Yeah. It it will be unrecognizable from what it was.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dave, I really appreciate you jumping on today, dude. And being, as we say in the iron society, hot with us, honest, open, and transparent. I know that, you know, talking about the stuff you talked about is not always easy. Um, a lot of guys don't like doing it, which that's one thing I would just love to like continue to break with the iron society is like, no, this is just normal stuff. This is what real guys talk about. Right. It's not about like fantasy football and hunting and all these things. It's like that stuff's Let's cool.
1: Normalize being vulnerable with one another.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Like we need to
1: reframe that. We need to, as men, we need to reclaim that. Yeah. Absolutely. In our culture.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I, and I love being the, you know, the hard, resilient, grit filled man. Right. And I think there's a part of every man that needs to have that. But I also think like, I just need to be cool with kicking back and saying, like, dude, I don't know what in the world's going on right now. I'm tired. I'm beat up. I need some help. <laughs> and just, and it's just, it's, it's just a normal part of the conversation. Just, just as much as anything else would be, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I really admire that about you. Um, And I just want to affirm that in you, dude, I'm really proud of you for what I've seen over the past, you know, seven, eight months um, in your pursuit of being the man that God has called you to be, because I, I truly believe, man, um, you're not the same guy you were eight months ago. And I know that eight months from now, you're not going to be the same dude you were today. Like I just, yeah, I it, just know
1: it is bearing fruit. Like one of the most powerful things, like I was sharing my check-in with my, uh, with my eldest, with my daughter, uh, last week. and uh, she was on her way. She's on her way out the door to go to carpool. Um, and she was like, I know I wasn't saying much, dad, but I was listening and I really love what you're doing. What mm-hmm. you're doing is helping you. What you're doing is helping us. It's giving me hope. I want to be like you when I grow up. Wow. Whether they felt that or not, a year ago, I don't know if they would have said it. Yeah. If any of my kids would have said it. But they're now at that age where they're they're more observant. They're looking. Yep. So since they're looking more intently, I need to make sure that the example they're seeing in me is worth following.
0: Yep. <laughs> right there, dude. I think that's the quote to end on right there. Is the example our family is seeing worth following? Like ask that freaking question to yourself and give yourself an honest answer. Because if we're honest with ourselves, the example that we've been living and we've been setting might not be the example that we want our family to follow. So I think that's, that's super powerful, bro. So Well, Dave, once again, man, appreciate you. Thanks for being on. And uh, for everyone else that's listening to this, man, I'm telling you, um, if you need the brotherhood to surround you and you need a different trajectory in life, um, you need to get your butt in the Iron Society because that's where it's going to happen. So um, love you guys. Want the best for you. And uh, other than that, we'll see you next week. Dave, thanks for being on, brother. No problem. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me at Cody Chapman and you can tag Nick as well at Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.